when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is April 10th. Yeah. 2017. 2017. I'm in wacky radio voice mode now. <laughs> You've lost the regular Austin Walker, and now you're going to deal with this one. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Brooklyn Morning Zoo crew. Ah-hoo-ga. I can just do this voice. I didn't know. I didn't know I had this voice in me, and now it's just coming out. This is so good. I cannot wait until weather and traffic on the 8s. Weather oh, and yeah. traffic on the 9s, because we take it to the 9s. <laughs> I don't know if you sound like a wacky radio announcer as much as like a creepy clown showing up to a birthday party. Oh, God. Hey, Patrick. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> oh, no. Tell Are me about traffic on the 9s, Dodo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know the clown. It's just clown cars from here to the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> Those this voices are very close. They're adjacent. Oh, what was that? That was special, Austin. I don't. I stumbled into it. It was special, and it took me over. There's a new It movie coming, right? So there, that's what it was. <laughs> a promo for the movie It. Wow. Part seventeen. I need to add it to my list of characters I can do as a tabletop GM. Like, yeah. oh, weird, Creepy wacky clown, cra- clown guy. <laughs> yeah, you definitely need to add that to your stable. That's really going to make a session. That's <sighs> yeah. What's good, Internet? I'm Austin Walker. Welcome to Waypoint Radio. Joining me as Hi. always, Daniel Rienda. Hi. How you doing? No, uh, no, don't uh. bring it back. Patrick Klepik. People, I, uh, I retract that you could be named Dodo the Clown, as the chat points out, because due to your anti-bird and cage bias, <laughs> that may interfere with no one cages your ability Dodos. to embrace the name Dodo. Dodos walk until they die. So, if they, if, if, In fact, if they caged Dodos, we might still we have, might have some. We might have some Dodos, correct. that's true. Also joining me, Rob Zachney, How's joining going, us in our Brooklyn studio, which is great. Yay. Yeah, You're came, here for came back east. a couple of days at least, right? Yeah, here till here till Wednesday. Here to, okay. here to play some games. Gonna play some games. Shoot some video. Yeah, sit talk in our talk. desk uh, space that was made for two people and now has four. I don't have a desk anymore. <laughs> Rob that's true. I, I took it. my desk. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, your first day at Waypoint, you just pick a fight with mm-hmm. the biggest guy in the yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then nobody will question you. That's correct. I think, Rob, you're the biggest guy in the yard. You're <laughs> tall, and I feel like we could take on this whole office together. I think we I, could. I think you guys could, no question. Like, and after the Thor Ragnarok trailer, oh. I just saw, like, I am ready, ready for us to. to, like, do that. With or without a hammer. Yeah. That hammer's hammer gone. Option. Can I be your, like, little sidekick who everybody thinks is super weak, but I actually am, like, powerful? No, you're powerful? actually the toughest person at Vice. <laughs> you're the, actually the person who would beat everyone up here. I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty small. Yeah. Patrick, you gonna just phone in for this street fight or? I'm watch. I don't. No, I don't think you want me. I, I could be a distraction. I'll just. I'll just take the hit while you, while you guys figure okay. out what to do next. That's useful. <laughs> That's that can add up. That can, he can, can motivate us. Like yeah. Patrick, you can Pixel ask can be him. There. I, I look the closest to an actual clown, so maybe I could like dress <laughs> up. <laughs> oh my god! No, no. I, I am just now imagining you in clown makeup, and it's yeah. fucking. <laughs> 
terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever done that for Halloween? No, but you know, I've got a daughter now, so give it time. <laughs> but I won't but I won't do it in like traditional clown makeup, which is already terrifying on its own. I'll just go straight for the it makeup. Like, you know, right. there'll be a All costume this fall. Oh god. Get the umbrella and everything too. There really will know? be. There really hmm. <laughs> ready to Special. float. <laughs> Are you excited for that, by the way? I've, I've uh, so I've never read it, despite being oh. like an enormous Stephen King fan. It's just like one of the ones that uh, floated, floated, mm. floated by me. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it mm. floated by you, mm. but you saw um, the original. Like uh... mm. <laughs> when I saw when I when I was younger, uh, it sort of got ruined. F- it sort of got ruined. F- mm. Oh boy. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, what we do is we say apostrophe it apostrophe, <laughs> which is how we designate that we're talking about a title. That's a headline. So joke. actors never call it by its name; they rec- they call it the clown novel. Oh, do they? It's a superstition. Ooh. Oh, interesting. No, they don't. No, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I thought you had, you're from you're living in L.A. I thought maybe you'd pick I some things you knew up. Some of this shit. No, I'm just no, I'm just saying like there's an easy way around this. We we Called take the, the Macbeth approach. We we go the Scottish play it, route. The movie. So the clown based on the, the clown novel, story. It, by right. Stephen King. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so long. The clowns. Tell us about the clown story. When I, Uncle we rented, Patrick, the, tell us the clown story again. When, when young Patrick rented the clown story by convincing his friend's parent that it was about a clown that did not murder people, um, <laughs> it came on two VHS tapes because Ooh. it was a TV miniseries, mm-hmm. and either we did not like put that together or the movies were put in reverse order, but we oh, watched no. the second tape first. <laughs> And so if you were to watch – I don't want to – I don't know what the adaptation of it is going to do, so I don't want to actually spoil in case like – there's a thing with a spider at in in it. And yeah. I'll leave back it at that. spiders again? I we can't are. believe we're back here. We are. And if you just have that part happen out of nowhere, it kind of like you don't understand what's happening in that film. And so we just got confused and never got around to watching the whole thing. There's a spider bit in it. The clown yeah. novel. Yes. The clown – Yeah. So is he just at that point like just sort of stacking pathologies on yeah. top of each other? It's like the Long Island iced tea of like scares. <laughs> yeah, where it's just like all right, and a little now we got this clown. There's and we're other drop shit a spider in that on top too. of it. Also VHS tapes. Right. I'll... You ever watch Videodrome? Whoa. They're terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. People pulling them out of your okay. Oh yeah. Uh, Putting them in, pulling them out, it's its just not great. I would take a Stephen King, like, body horror, like, Videodrome style. Hell yeah. Like, I want i want the Stephen King version of uh, FX. Is that the name of that movie? What's the movie I'm thinking of? I always get this movie. It, it's another movie by um, the director of Videodrome. That has to do with gameplay. These guys are making video oh, games. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, it has uh, Jude it? Law in it. Yes, and what is it? Existence. Existence. Yeah, there Why you don't go. Why does it say FX, the TV channel? Well, you know. <laughs> That's just completely it's wrong. Right. Uh, Existence is really interesting, Z. also. And also, the director's name is David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg. There you Thank go. Thank you. It's Monday morning. I'm not all, fav- I'm not all my here. My favorite director, probably. <sighs> people, I had to pick one. People on the internet are mad that I'm not a big fan of Monday morning. I mean,. I, I don't know where you're coming Wait, from. Wait, who is it? Who's a big fan of like? So a couple of weeks ago, Eric Sunderman and I. Eric, Eric Sunderman is the EIC of uh, Noisy, yeah. one of our music sites at Advice. And we were in the kitchen getting coffee, or just like a this was like a Thursday. And he was like, "What do you think the best?" This is my Eric. I voice. remember this. What do you think the best day of the week is? Uh, <laughs> they're really good, Eric. If you know Eric, I mean that's not bad. And he yeah. goes. And I go like, uh, I think like I actually kind of like a Thursday. Like yeah, I Thursday. Thursday. Is my right. 
correct answer. Day. Correct yeah, I can answer. see the weekend, but I'm still in it. I'm still in it. I still have the energy. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. not like I'm not, I don't have senioritis. Like I'm not yeah. like checked out. Uh, and and he's like, oh, you know, for me, I think it's like Tuesday or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and this this woman came in who we don't know because Vice is very big. She's like, for me, it's definitely Monday. And <laughs> Eric and I were just like, Whoa. look at this fucking apple look at polisher. This fucking <laughs> keener. Yeah. As our friends in Canada would say, like. And I'm, I'm someone on someone on Twitter was like, you're just saying that because you're jealous. I'm like, yeah, you goddamn right, I'm jealous. No shame <laughs> in my jealousy. I don't have any energy on Monday mornings except for the energy of a weird, wacky clown murderer. So apparently, that's what I got. How is how has everyone's weekend been? Really good. Really good. I had a really good weekend. I slept in until like 3:30 p.m. on Saturday, and that was amazing. And then yesterday, I spent the day at the Myrtle Ave Street Fair teaching CPR. To the fine citizens of Ridgewood. Volunteering Did they learn with it? my ambulance. Yeah, like, they, they yes. learned it. You can learn CPR in like two minutes. It's actually very mm, quick. That sounds quicker than... No, it's, it's <laughs> genuinely a very fast thing to learn. Are there like demonstrations or could yeah, you do it had, over the microphone? We have three... <laughs> well, we have mannequins. We okay. have a baby mannequin, a child mannequin, and an adult mannequin. So we learn all the different methods. Yeah. Nice. It's really good. I had a woman who came in and was like, she needed to learn CPR because, and I quote, it's the end of days because of Trump. So I was like, yeah, all I'm right. not sure CPR is going to be the thing. <laughs> like, I, you know, she wanted to be ready for the apocalypse. Like jackboots on the stairs. All right, time to start doing compressions. You know, you could get out the vote, lady, instead of worrying about choking. You I, know, was, I was hanging out with some friends on Friday evening. Good thing to know. And uh, someone brought up that someone who had just moved to New York, a friend of mine just moved to New York. Uh, and he said, well, when I moved into the city, I went to a website that told me, that showed me how different – what the different radii were of bomb explosions, of various bombs oh, yeah. to see where I should get an apartment so I could be – make sure that like if something happened <laughs> okay. at the United Nations. Fringe. So I've yeah, done that. But uh, here's the here's You've the done that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean I, I, I'll admit I did, I did recently – I mean I own a house. I'm sort of stuck for a long time. But I did yeah, look up like, like where am I in the blast radius if Chicago gets hit? I was like, yeah, what, no, what does like, that mean? A few nights ago, I was checking projected missile ranges for North Korean I just assume I'm and, fucked, yeah. dog. Like, so, if, yeah, if it drops, well, I'm this is done. The, You're dead. This is kind of the point, is that actually you kind of want to be in the circle of maximum destruction yes. because otherwise you just can dive radiation. Yeah, I'm going to start so living. Like, you, want to, you want it quick. At yeah. the UN. Yeah. That's, like, um, yeah. yeah. You're either somewhere in those circles or you're not in those circles and you're fine. But then you might as well be at ground zero if you're if you're in that. Yeah, I'd want to be so it's just like done. It's just yeah. over. Yeah, I don't want to be. I don't. This, your situation, Patrick, is like this is how you get into some Walking Dead shit. Like you'll yeah. live, and then like you're gonna be on the outskirts and have to put together a ragtag band of survivors. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm just far enough. When I looked, I think I'm like like 35, 40 miles outside the city. So it's like blast radius. I'm fine, but all the fallout. Yeah, radiation. It, it will like the winds will bring it out by me. And then that's when I got to worry about like water supply and like it doesn't yeah. look like your house materials are going to like be resistant to gamma radiation. I don't know. And I, don't have, <laughs> like, I don't have a basement. Yeah. I don't have a basement, so I got I got my goal over the next year is to like befriend someone that lives around my neighborhood with a pool because mm-hmm. if we don't get nuked, I definitely want to swim. Like that's cool. <laughs> sure. And, sure. And, yeah. and but also have a backup plan and find someone with a basement. So I'm working on that. I don't have that part yet. Uh. Good humor That's here fair. on Waypoint you Radio. Know? Good existential <laughs> angst. Oh, speaking of that, I beat Nier. I beat Nier Good. Automata yeah. over the weekend. Automata. I always get my... Automata. I always say uh, Automata. 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 I beat that game all the way. I got all the end. I got 
the five core endings. Nice. Yes. Uh, and then a handful of other ones. Uh, and that's we need to we need to do a spoiler podcast. We're going uh, we to do a spoiler podcast. Yet. Uh, we're going to have a special guest probably. Yes. It's going to be exciting. 2B um, is coming in. 2B. We got 2B <laughs> on the line. Yeah. To just like just talk shit at us. She's just going to insult us for 3 hours, but like at the end she's going to let you know like she does really care. She really does. Yeah. You know, she has she has emotions. And I have uh d- questions into uh designer Yokotaro, but uh, unsurprisingly, he's like exceedingly busy, given that his game has like done really well. So I'll get those back at some point. In, in which I asked, uh, I was, I expressed mm-hmm. concern in our, our our Discord chat that uh, Square Enix would tell me these questions are unacceptable <laughs> when I submitted them because <laughs> I read a bunch of Yoko Taro interviews and was like, I got you know he's very thoughtful and he seems like he's okay with like curveballs and so like. What happens if you ask Yoko Taro if he believes in God and what his history with religion is? <laughs> and then right. I didn't. I didn't get it knocked down, and they translated them. So we'll find out what that is I'm in a couple of weeks, hopefully. <laughs> I uh, yeah. There's so much to talk about about that game that we do need to do a full spoiler cast. But I do just briefly want to say that I think that there is just some really good work done in that game that really struggles with like despair in a way that I don't recognize happening in most games or like again and again and again it is not just it is not a game that despairs it's a game that is interested in despair narratively and mechanically and like it fucking pushes you there um there's it's a, not like a and the the despair is not a phase the game goes through where it's like <laughs> this is where the characters lose hope it's no like, despair is the overall it's like there's despair and then normalization and then more despair that yeah. that helps you recontextualize that moment of normalization uh, really well it's it is when it's not just sad for the sake of being sad like no. it engages with like it, it yeah. engages with like the emotional arc of like yeah like dread existential dread sadness like lonely like that like it, it, it's not just like thematic like it's a thematic trapping but it's like a thematic trapping that like it really says like well it's actually engaged with what this means from like like it's a it's a story about robots but it's also a story about humanity like and it's through line through that which and, is fucking shocking given some of the facts about that world yes. how much it has to say about people yes um it is it is a it is really interesting history and then not like not human history, the notion of history, the notion of like what history does, what knowledge of history does, what like knowing the the limits of society, like it's really fucking smart and and really touching. It was definitely one of those games of like, oh, I need to, mm, I, I had plans today, but I beat this game this morning instead. So I'm <laughs> what gonna if I just take, lie like, down instead? What if I just lie yeah. down for a couple hours and listen to some music and just don't do it? The problem is I've been, I was playing that game while listening to A Crow Looked at Me, which is the new Mount Erie album, which is about... Oh, uh, God, the, Austin, what I, are you doing? It's a bad... It's I don't know. It's weird. That's that album of Phil. So Phil Elverham, who is this great musician's wife, sadly passed away like three years ago, and he made like this just devastating album about it. And it's like, I'm just going to give myself into this. I'm just going to throw myself just near automata. Patrick is in the darkness. Yeah, Patrick leaned away Thinking about your decisions. That's Um, how it is. But like it was actually a really – it's really good to see when when people – don't give in to their despair, but like treat it seriously yeah. and think about like sadness and and existential crisis and angst in a really material way. I like it when people like grapple with that stuff, um, and and both of those things do it. So that's that was my weekend. Wacky morning zoo crew. <laughs> 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 
I played the Surge also this morning. Oh yeah, so, yeah. that's right. Uh, which is not wacky and well, there was a really was, wacky there was some wackiness there. So the Surge is the new. Souls like is that what we decided to call yeah, these I games? Brooklyn yeah, definition. It fits the Brooklyn definition. Um, okay. Waypoint is settling on Souls like. The rest of the world can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Totally, uh, and it's by Deck Thirteen, who previously did Lords of the Fallen. We th- yes, uh, which uh, I guess is like was often described as sort of a uh, easy on ramp to Souls like design. Yes. Like it's it's not nearly as punishing. It's a little more approachable for people that are used to just like character action games. But it definitely takes a lot of the tenets. I never ended up playing it for whatever reason. Like I, academically, I wanted to try it, but I, I just never got around to it. Um, it's the surges. So I played like 45 minutes, an hour of it, like introductory sequence stuff. Uh, and there's some cool ideas there, which is like it's the robots. Thing that I, it's robots. It's robots. Should, so that's should, like, it, is, so, it is the thing that we want from software to do. Mm, like I want robots from, from software. I mean, I know the armored core, but... Uh, I was kind of bored by the robots, if I'm The robots honest. were not that interesting. Like, well... The ro- there are robotics that are interesting, but the robots are not. The, okay. uh, look, just overall, the aesthetic of that game <laughs> was not super appealing to me. Yeah, it opens like, in a kind of like future scrapyard, yeah, like yeah. meets like engineering industrial. Okay. It's like place. an amazing backdrop in the opening of Destiny. Like it's old yeah. Russia, like the Cosmodrome. It's like a little like the Cosmodrome. If it's way less evocative and exciting, yeah, and that was kind of like it's kind of like what if you took all of the suggestion of like a fallen like like age of space travel and glory and what if just a bunch, bunch of like shit piles yeah like it was it was like somebody was running yeah, like, can a you, space can you tell me one thing you actually saw in that space that was a th- a booster rocket residue. there was a booster rocket residue no yeah, oh my god the graffiti say, there's a lot what of dumb f- graffiti so that's actually so my actual <laughs> biggest beef so let me just say like the things in all previews this let me just build the hamburger which i hate oh there's some good things and there's some bad things oh there's some who knows it could be good in the end the things that I walked away from it feeling like pretty positive on uh, were like, oh, there's some interesting stuff here in terms of resource management, a, a key Souls-like element. Uh, the when you when you level up, you get a thing called core power, which in my mind is sort of like RAM. It's sort of like, oh, I have this much RAM. It's sort of like a near when you unlock slots okay. uh, t- that you can slot stuff into. The thing is, your skills take up core power, and so does your certain equipment. Like, oh, you want to use that, that sword, you want to use that arm, it's going to take five core power. Hmm. But do you want to do that or do you want to do the skill that gives you heal over time? And like that is like, ooh, okay. And then also you're, it's the same. It's a one currency system. So you're using that money to add more core slots or more core power or you're using it to craft more, better equipment or you're using it to ins- upgrade your skills or whatever. And so like that stuff is cool and I'm interested See, in it. I, like I glazed over during totally. all that because I'm like – Okay, so it's an RPG. Well, you were watching me do it also. Yeah, you but no, doing but that good no, calculus. But also, <laughs> you it's doing like those numbers. It's numbers seriously like if you were the PR person pitching this game, it's like, let me tell you what makes our game special. You got these slots. Well, no, you you're level never going to sell the game on the slots. Yeah, but this is. But I'm like, you're like, here's the good thing. But that's why this it's, is the thing. It's like that's why the Dark Souls PR eventually got the fuck out of the way. It's like, oh, it's real hard, which is really boring, but really effective marketing. Yeah, and there is all that sort of nuance there. I'm going to the people, Rob. I'm telling them what's really there. I'm people giving them about the slots. People want to know about the okay. slots. So. If you like RPGs and slots, yeah, stuff it. to put in those slots, uh-huh. I have great news for you about the surge. You can just socket <laughs> that shit exciting. right in. Unless you can't, in which case you need to Ready upgrade to your slotted. sockets. Like once, nice. once. Don't say nice. that. That means a different nice. thing. Does that mean a thing? 
we're gonna. I think it does. It doesn't have. There's a lot of <laughs> slots in this game that just need to be filled. <laughs> got to fill those fill slots any way you can. But to, get creative. The thing that to me, like, and I think both of you as fans of sci-fi, all of you as fans yeah, of sci-fi, yes. can address this. But you guys were watching me play, like, just like a deeply boring and like very constructed world. And obviously, the Dark Souls games are also super constructed worlds. Obviously. That's why they're so good. They're well-constructed games. But you could see the artifice here in a, in a real way. And first impressions matter a lot. Like usually the opening of a game is where you're uh, probably going to so establish the identity. Like the bit that we were playing was like 30 minutes in. We okay. don't have the opening. Okay, so maybe God. there is some rad opening sequence that we missed. OK. We just kind of crash landed on this scrapyard planet maybe or not. something. Who knows? But there are some weird details yeah. in that opening area. Uh, you noticed some graffiti, Danielle. Yes, I, I misread it as residue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was resistance. Or no, I, think. I think it was. Was that what it was? Resolve. 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 That's what it was. Yeah, it was like, don't forget your earth roots. Keep yeah. your resolve. Keep your resolve. Or something. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. Who's this for? That's not what – no one's ever written – Do you write that outside of your engineering lab? Keep your roots. Keep your roots. <laughs> underline three times. Resolve, resolve. But then resolve. they pay off the roots thing because you go into this engineering facility yes. like slash med bay and Rob noticed this. Yeah. There is this like sparse, slightly like Hamilton Lighthouser, Walkman type <laughs> yeah. band playing on a radio in the environment. And there's nothing – look, there's nothing in the aesthetic of this game it's like that suggests country. people listen yeah, it's to like music. It's like honky-tonk. Yeah. No, it's not, it's it not honky-tonk. All the way to honky-tonk. It's, all right, all right. There were like it's, some it's like flourishes where you could, I could see it. Light honky-tonk. Honky-tonk light. It felt like okay. contemporary indie country. Yeah. Like, like this Roots guy, Rock type roots thing. Ro- right. Yeah. Again, keep your roots. roots that's what they rock. meant. Yeah. Roots yes. That's rock. actually, it turns out, yes. like in the future, in the grim darkness of the near the surge, future, right. you, you need your Roots uh, Rock. And the stuff there that was like they were trying to build around that, I guess, was like, oh, it's – it felt a little bit like, oh, it's like the outer rim of some sort of sci-fi like, future. It's a garage. This is what the mechanics this, listen yes. to when they're fixing all but the stuff. But fixing in that space, there was no suggestion. Yeah. There's no. no suggestion, though, of there being People. a life to that space. There's right. no interior life to the environment in this game. And so having this band playing in the background is kind of weird because it's like I can't project a version of this reality where there's someone here listening to this music doing their space mechanic stuff. I think right, they because, like, the, the way, music to do the heavy lifting. But the thing is, right, totally. And the <laughs> thing is that the way you do your heavy lifting is you sit in a chair and it's all robots that do it. So there yeah. isn't a mechanic. No one was there like, I got my robot wrench doing my robot work. Like, it's just, no, you yeah. sit in the chair and the robots do it all for you. So there isn't... So you gotta it's, listen to the music. I guess to give you that old-timey feel. <laughs> but but it also dovetailed, like, so that, so that weird, like, that feeling of something just having been sort of dropped into an environment right. to lend it an idea of color and character without really having thought it through, I think also held true with um, the helpful uh, plot-specific, mechanic-specific right. audio log. That was the thing that made me then think about when we talk about what works so well in Dark Souls about the storytelling and lore stuff. Even if you're not, and, right. Yeah. Even if it's not like your jam, it's vague and it feels like, oh, this is reflecting something that happened in this space. Whereas in this one, it was like, and we found an audio log of a guy talking to another guy about making sure you got your power core charged to open that door. And it's like, 
that happened to be right here near the first door that I needed to open with the power core. Okay. And it's this illicit audio log of these guys are stealing materials right. from the yard. Right. And so the guy's leaving the audio log to his buddy. He's like, yo, if you don't keep your power core charged, <laughs> security's going to be all over you, man. If a voice could be recorded in, that. If a voice could have red text as if to say yes. this is an important word, it would have. Yeah, so, exactly. Fuck. At the it same was, time, though, like those, I get it. Th- those games are also pitched to a slightly like they're not yes. meant you know they're they're like they they like explicitly were talking about this game in like a dark souls light sort of like that was totally. sort of the wink wink nod nod about uh lord of the fallen so i yes that stuff is ham-fisted and, but and isn't bad. souls kind of evocative as hell though like yeah it, no, it's, totally. it's sparse but it's still like a place for your imagination but to I guess, you gotta I guess, work dude like those games make yeah. you work for it and like that's the gratification but i can also understand like there being an audience where people were like well like if all the way to the left, like, is like your your standard character action game, like that, I, you know, yeah. I, I want some of the souls without all the souls, and like that's gotcha. you know, essentially when people make the argument for like if Dark Souls one. had an easy mode, like I don't think it ever should. Like I, I think that compromises what Dark Souls is. But then there's also a space for games that like pull from it, but don't pull all of it. Right. So I'm not. There are better ways to do that ham-fisted storytelling, but I'm also cognizant of the fact that. They're aiming at something a little bit different, and then if you so, are a hardcore Souls fan, it's easy to kind of lob shots at this game or Lords of the Fallen. So uh, let's uh, just to talk about like that stuff though too. It's like I, the first thing I noticed is like, whoa, the camera control is super loose. Like you can spin around on the dime, you can look everywhere. It's really easy to Almost do all DMC that stuff. Like a little bit, almost in terms of camera control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and in terms of like the feel of of weapons, like I, I tried out a couple of different weights of weapons. None of them really satisfied. Um, and then and then I think there's probably some like really smart person is going to write a 1200 word deep dive on the fact that this game has executions. Um, is that your foreshadowing like your week? You, no. Like, are you like game, this some game, smart, handsome no, person I don't have the time right, yeah. is going to, to write this. a 1200 word deep dive? <laughs> I think we're going to get a really great breakdown of like the Man. difference between awesome like book. Dark Souls victories, hard fought Dark Souls victories, especially in PvP where it's like, oh, okay, oh, this is okay. <laughs> Sword, okay, oh, they're coming in and like there's like a very, everything feels tense and then you end up winning because you got like a little fucking stab in it was like the last stab you needed and it was all just like like deep breath of relief and the smallest victories can feel really monumental whereas here there's a system where your weapons build up a thing called energy they all build it up at a different rate and eventually you build up enough to do an execution you just hold down the x button and your guy like it was like i got a pow- i got like a space marine power sword that has a saw on it i counterattacked and then chopped off your arm Wah! and it's like really straightforward and and like it feels good to do that because video games, but also it has none of the feeling that I've earned something by getting the enemy down all of the way. I've gotten them down halfway and then held down the X button and then my character did something cool. Yeah. I didn't do you something cool. You just built cool. a meter. Passively. I built up a meter. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and so like that stuff is like mm, – they're, they're going for a different thing and they, they will find an audience probably. I like sci-fi shit a lot. I'm going to play this game. I'll probably beat this game. And who knows? There could be stuff three hours in where they take the, the, the training wheels off and go like full-on, super evocative or even just like really novel or interesting sci-fi stuff. Maybe they keep the, the, the guardrails on. Guardrails and training wheels, both of them. Uh, <laughs> All of them. All of the different There's metaphors a lot of for this, on these robots, you right? Know. Uh, and and maybe they'll do that, and they'll they'll completely win me. Like I'm going to give it way more than this opening segment, but um, yeah, it definitely. I don't know. I, I I'm, it doesn't make your heart surge. It doesn't make my heart surge. 
I didn't. I didn't even talk about this. There's like you can target individual body parts. You're cutting. Like I said, you're cutting off people's arms and then using their like robot weapons. There's not just slots, folks. There's you robot. can target individual body parts. <laughs> but like that's the game. Is they want you to get excited about like oh I targeted his head because it didn't have armor on it and I hit R1 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 R2 and now he doesn't have a head and held down X and now there's no more head and I can use his helmet. Like, that's what they want you to get psyched about. All right. At the same time, I kind of feel like you're inventing this, like, Dark Souls fan to a degree. Like, it's not a community I'm a part of. But what I don't hear from Dark Souls fans is, like, oh, man, I love how you can, like, I love all these targeting options. No, there I'm are. Like, but they are, they, that is definitely in their PR. Dismemberment yeah. is definitely thing they're trying to sell you. Right. They are. Yeah. They want but then you to keep, get But then you keep including. Dark, then, but Dark then Souls you can also own, target body parts. Dark Souls got rid of its own dismemberment mechanic after the first game, I think. It did. Yeah. yeah we totally. used, in Dark Souls 1 and in Demon's Souls, I think you were able to chop off the tails of a lot of enemies to get help you craft special equipment yeah. and stuff huh. like that. Dragon's Dogma kept that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah? Where's Dragon's Those Dogma lizards. 2? Huh? I wish... Where's well, there's game? Dragon's Dogma online... I would could, take that. Could, that's I'll settle. I'll compromise, Capcom. We should investigate that. Can we play that somehow? Uh, there must be they, a way. They, unfortunately, I don't think it has sort of like the fantasy star loophole where like it's in English oh, somewhere, damn. just oh. not in U.S. servers, and you have to you can use a proxy. I, I think Dragon's Dogma is just straight up still Japanese. Well, we just have to go to Japan. That's all. It's fine. <laughs> if I went that's to Japan, then yeah, you know? that's right. If you go there, then you understand Japanese, and then I can play. <laughs> that's how it works. That's how video games work. You've been playing. You've been at least watching some Persona. You understand I Japanese watched, now. Like, Thirty hours of Persona that's this a weekend. Lot. How's that? Well, that's funny because like no one else has because they're not allowing anybody to stream it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'm on the couch. My girlfriend is playing it. I'm that's playing, not true. I'm playing Zelda. You, you could know. have watched probably a few hours of Persona. The actual streaming rules that that Atlas and Sega have put down is, is like there's a specific point after which you yes. can't watch. It's like through the first three dungeons or something. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to be clear. Just way past but that. What are you, your thoughts so far? It's really interesting. I've never played a Persona. I've played okay. uh, Shin Megami Tensei games before mm-hmm. for sure. I played I played that cool. 3DS game that was based on a like 1997 extremely cyberpunk SMT. It was Shadow. Oh, Shad- I know Soul something. Hackers. Soul Hackers. Soul Hackers which is I, dope. Was rad, and yeah. I loved it. So yeah. I'm somewhat familiar uh, with the with the gameplay uh, just from that. You know, the demon fusion and and sort of like how dungeons work and that sort of thing. Uh, it's really cool. It's really stylish. That was the first thing yeah. I sort of noticed. Um, and it's what did you and Patricia name the the character and the Finn, team? Named after our first cat. Nice. What's the name? Did you name worst. your your crime team yet? Uh, I don't think she has. Okay. Maybe she has and I just don't know, about, know it. about it. She I'm probably would curious. name it Ori, so it's fun. Like, you can't name a team Ori. I mean... Maybe you can. Orion. It's true for Orion. Yeah. You know, it's fun. <sighs> Welcome to Danielle's cat hour. It's fun. Always. You know? So nice. what, what, if anything, has like caught your interest about the game so far? I mean, honestly, so I typically don't like anime stuff that's based in high school. Woo! Fuck Which anime. I know. Wow. I know. Patrick, Wait. shut up. We're about to be on a near spoiler Wait. cast. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, Austin, that's a video game. That's not oh, anime. Oh, my God. My dude. I do like the bike anime. Austin, 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 I want to point out, want to point like out that, that, that excuse. Yeah. Excuse. To say, uh-huh. uh, it's my favorite thing to say on Twitter is people are like, dude, yeah. you play a lot of anime video games. And I say, it's a video game, not anime. <laughs> like, you can see the steam come off their Twitter account it's like, true. as I say that. There are explosions happening. That's <laughs> true. Someone wrote in, not to skip ahead to questions, but someone definitely right. wrote in to say not all anime avatars <laughs> are trolls. That's true. Uh, and then they ended it by saying PS Dark Souls 2 is the absolute worst, <laughs> yep. proving that people with anime avatars often are trolls. I'm just like, <laughs> don't be the, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. That's you know? all. 
That's so, true. But so you don't. I, but like, I can make stuff? exceptions. No, I just hated high school. High school is oh, a hellish fair. dark high time. School's for terrible. Me. And like things that that make high school seem like what a great time that you were cool and had cool times with your buds. I'm like puke, barf, barf, puke. I have exceptions. No question. Waypoint High. Like, I like the... Yeah, Waypoint High the was great. The whole thing we did. You know, the whole we thing we did. we all hated high school. That was fine, because we got to recreate it in our own it image. It was our high school. It was our high school, right. and our high school would have been great. Yes. I like the bike anime mostly Ian never would have been there. That motherfucker. Ian. Fuck Ian. God. Eat shit, Ian. God. Anyway. One day that'll make sense. Yeah. Maybe. Guess- hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. My question, though, is like, a lot of high school anime, I wouldn't say, does make high school look awesome. But I think Persona in particular is definitely about, like, high school is a nightmare in which you are engaged in daily psychological combat. But you're so stylish and cool. And, and that's scarred. before you go into <laughs> yeah. the yeah. nightmare yeah. world. That's for sure. That's for sure. I, You've been playing four, so you both yeah. are deep in Persona right yeah. now. Yeah. How are you liking four? Oh, I'm liking four yeah? quite a bit. With Chie? Uh, Chie is, is is great. Basically, it's like I work with you by day, and then I play a game starring you uh, in the <laughs> it's evening. It's pretty fun, right? Uh, basically, Chie. Yeah, Except no, but, for she likes steak a lot. That's the only difference. Look, but everyone in the game likes steak. It's, it's like That's true. Look, that's a is, good point. It is pretty dire in Persona 4. Like, these kids are, they have a hard, like, it's not a great place to go. Oh, like, it's terrible. Their steak habits were dire. No, but <laughs> they, just, they, they are dire. dire every day. It's, it's like they're like, oh man, let me show you our local delicacy. This is what our town is famous for. Steak, and it's steak on a stick. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh damn, and they did like this is legit. <laughs> it's it's really sad. Uh, so everyone's like wild about steak That's fair. Uh, in this yeah. in, in this world. That and uh, like. Like microwavable ramen, but anyway, yeah, they're big into that. But but the point is, uh, I actually it's it's a weird thing. It's like a lot of Persona feels kind of boring, and yet I'm compelled by it, and I'm still mm. working through that. Like it's it's this weird thing of a lot of times the intensity or enjoyment like curve is is kind of flat in a lot of ways, but there's ritual and routine in that game that ends up being comforting and uh, sort of magnetic in a way that I can't fully understand why it's having that effect. But like, I check the weather report in the morning. I'm like, am I have to go dungeon rating today? Nope, don't have to go dungeon rating. Oh, cool. So I'll get get to go to work and make some money. And then I'll go buy some books. Uh, And then I'll hang out with my friends. Which friends do I hang out with? It sounds like a cool life. Right. Right. Yeah. Which of the friends in five are you interested in hanging out with the most? Well, so Patricia definitely hangs out with the cool doctor a lot. She's very good. She's great. I like the cool doctor. Cool doctor is very. There's a doctor who makes you drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Does research so, like, on you. White is like your advisor. Yeah, basically. Okay. She's, <laughs> like, she's like, oh yeah, you can go there to buy stuff, and then she's like, I got some specials. You overhear her like selling. Yeah. This is like very early game. This is what the character is. The game aware like. that this is weird. Yeah. Okay. Totally. And you're like giving her gifts and there's like a weird sexual tension between you and the hot doctor and it's like 
What's going on? That's here? that game. That's that. That game is what the, that's what I like Sona about 4. this game. Yeah. Like I like how weird it is. And, <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, continue. No, go ahead. Don't you worry. There is a you thought. You will get your your medical professional plot line. It'll happen. Persona Four. You just keep going, buddy. <laughs> All right. If you want a doctor keep situation? Goddamn. You know? Got a real doctor situation in that game. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Uh, what yes. I like about it is the central conceit. Like, I really like that it's like psychological warfare. You're going into people's minds. Psychonauts is like my favorite right. game of all time. Sure. This is basically Psychonauts the RPG. I mean, okay, you're you're twisting a few other things, and it's very, very Japanese. It's very anime, but like, it's kind of the same idea. You're mm-hmm. going in, you're sort of conquering people's personal demons. You're doing it with like this very engaging, I think, combat that has all the demon fusions. That's what I got into the most when I played Soul Hackers. Was, right. like the demon fusions and you know finding the right combinations. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying watching it. I mean, I'm certainly watching. This is not me playing parts of it. I'm just right. watching You're just Patricia. Watching Patricia play. I mean, her favorite game of all time is Persona Four. She played it twice in a row, kind of thing, yeah. like for months of her life. A lot of Persona. She loved it. She's not even like super into anime either, but Persona is like her jam, like a hundred percent. So Are you, on the the notion yeah. of the kind of like weird adults teens situation in that game I do want to point out uh, a couple of people on Twitter who are who either speak Japanese or who know about Japanese culture specifically the latter who know about Japanese culture yeah. especially uh, Tom James who's a localizer uh, Io Tenki on Twitter has been talking a lot about how Persona 5 is kind of specifically about contemporary Japanese politics there's a lot of that in like, there. So there's yeah. a, there's so a warning that. at the top yeah. of that game that is like, hey, this, n- these aren't real people. And for us, like as Americans who probably don't know much about the contemporary Japanese politics, like it's like, why is that there at all? But like apparently a lot of the stories are just like, oh, that's that guy. That's that specific oh, member of so the government like- who's like – it's all just like shitty corrupt officials. It's like uh, there's references to specific religious organizations. Like it's very – attached to, like, the conservative base of modern Japanese politics, oh, is my so understanding. Cool. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot. I'm excited for someone, again, someone very smart and, and educated and handsome or uh, whatever, <laughs> you know, to write about it. Or beautiful or, yeah. or, or beautiful whatever. Or whatever you want to be. However. Whatever they are. So is, the is there, like, an element of, like, anxiety, like, present through the game about, like, the future of your society? Definitely. And, like, like the lost economic generation in, in some ways. In like, a lot of ways, yeah. yeah. I think that's like a very, very core sort of sub-theme that's sort of running around through. I mean, there is a character that you talk to all the time who's this sort of like Bernie Sanders-ish. Like, maybe not Wait, Bernie. Wait, photoshops? That guy who looks like Bernie? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Well, he talks like Bernie. It's more he's <laughs> he like talks like Bernie. Cool he's kid. like, well, like, you got to share. This is just my you know? leftist Twitter, like shopping stuff. <laughs> Basically. In the, in the, in well, no, it's he really says all yeah. that stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah. and you you go and chat with him. He's one of the guys you can befriend and, like, hang out with and, like, you know, improve your relationship with him and everything, which is kind of great. And I love that aspect. Yeah. And then uh, that comes yeah. back, I think, to Rob's thing of just, like, these are games in which you can just go have conversations with people. Yeah. Persona 3, my favorite social link, which is, like, oh, I'm going to go work at the bookstore after school and just, like, meet the old couple that runs the bookstore. Uh, and I, you're, there is something here to untangle. Um, there's a we actually had an email about this. It was sliding oh, yeah. into the question bucket here. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, question bucket. If you have questions, you can send those questions to gamingadvice.com. Use the subject question to let us know that you got a question. Yeah. We'll put it in the old bucket. This comes in from Alexander in Norway, who says, "With the release of Persona Five, I've been thinking about why it seems only Japanese devs are interested in depicting everyday life in big non-indie games. Hmm. Persona and Yakuza are two examples of games set in normal everyday environments, and much of the games are about day-to-day life." 
Of course, the games also get way over the top and absurd, and they seem to put real care into making sure all the small details uh, and everything are accurate. Eating at restaurants, hanging with friends, going on a date, office life, and so on. Western games mostly focus on war, fantasy, and sci-fi, and usually not much else. The only thing I, I can think of that comes close is GTA. What do you think? Would it be interesting to see big Western games tackle the mundane more often? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the answer, yes, right? <laughs> um, my, like, favorite example of this is, with, like, light spoilers, the final act of Red Dead Redemption, mm-hmm. in which you start just doing cowboy work. You just like are herding cattle mm-hmm. and doing running to the city or running to town to to pick up some general goods that the the farm needs, um, and I mean it does that specifically because it's juxtaposing that with like the wild cowboy adventurer life that you'd previously been living. But I even just liked the kind of domestic bliss and also the kind of domestic melancholy of that that section. Uh, what are some other games in the West that have done that? Someone in the chat's pointing out Life is Strange is probably the most recent oh, mm, sure, oh, like, sure. contemporary sure. example. I mean, it's all, you know, like Persona, mm. it's wrapped up in the fantastic as opposed to, like, the explicitly right. mundane. Um, and so there's probably something there where it's like, what do you do if you take out the fantastic elements? Like, what are, what are you left with and what could you draw from that? We see a lot of that in indie games as opposed yeah, to yeah, yeah. the bigger yeah. Night in the stuff. Woods just came um, up also, which I think is, Yeah, Night in the there's Woods, a lot of stuff in- uh, Gone Home, you know, so yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, you know, Life is Strange is one of my favorite games that year, particularly because it was like I was less interested in the fantastic elements and more interested in the relationships and right. how all that. Water your plants, out. you know. Talk to your friends. Yeah. Do all the- did you ah, take that care plant. of the plant? Yeah, I did. Did the plant live? My plant lived. No, my plant. It was a died. healthy plant. I think we. I think we overwatered the plant because that's how they get you. That's a thing. You can't that's water it every yeah. time. God. Yeah, plants. it's like every other day. Yeah. Watering. Someone needs to water the plants in here. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Dylan, we should water the plant. Or, okay. <laughs> How about you, Rob? Do you have any? I once killed a girlfriend's cactus. I meant the real <laughs> Okay, sorry. Uh, you ki- wait. Mm, dial back. Wait. You yeah. killed her cactus? I didn't think that was possible. Like, I thought it was like, how can you fuck up a hardy plant. Care of a cactus? Yeah. Uh, turns so, out you can. What, what did you do? I think I might have watered it with alcohol once oh god so look i was in college there was okay there was <laughs> there was the bottle of vodka and then there was the <laughs> bottle of vodka filled with water for watering things. oh no i see the problem i see where i, I went wrong I see and they would hear each other <laughs> and so at least once or twice <laughs> Uh, Every day. The cactus may have been fed uh, 80 proof alcohol rather than, uh, you know, filter tap water. In the chat, Friendly Truffle goes, important question, murder or neglect? And then immediately follows up, oh, that's murder. Yeah. It is. Um, it it is. wasn't it, it wasn't great. It, it got things off on a, on a rocky footing uh, the following Early semester. in the relationship? Yeah, it was. Um, oh, no. So Did it, you, have you admitted great. to the, the, the alcohol poisoning of the cactus, or is, is this new information being revealed here on Waypoint? I don't know for sure that's what happened. I'm just theorizing what mm. may have killed the, I mean, the cactus. I mean, that's a very plausible theory. It, you know? it's, it's plausible. I like it. It, it, it but I, think, I, can't, I think you got enough PC I can't there. Swear you can, you in can build a, court a case, Rob. Yeah, it may have, so that may have been what happened. <laughs> anyway, right. in terms of games dealing with the mundane, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think some of my favorite moments in games are those 
parts of games where they're touching on the mundane, the daily routine, mm-hmm. before all the crazy video game stuff starts. Like, uh, for me, the original Mafia game was oh, at its best yeah. when you were just a guy trying to drive a cab and, yeah. like, work, like, yeah. pick up fares, and then you're caught up in the middle of this mob story. And then, like, three missions later, you're, like, whacking 50 yeah. dudes. Kind of <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. like, okay, this no longer Restaurant. feels convincing. Uh, but no, for me, it's like, I love in the original The Darkness. Yeah. Yes. Where after moment. that first mission, after the introductory mission, you just go back to your neighborhood and right. you go back to your walk up and you hang out with your girlfriend and watch um, the show in the game. No, to, to Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, right. And you just have date night. Right. And it's just this weird, like, there's all these comfortable domestic routines you and your girlfriend, like, have. And you also know, just because of the way the story's told, like, once that is over, once you go back out that door to the next mission, like, everything's going to change. And so, yeah. You want to linger. Yeah. 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 But I I think there's a lot – you can do a lot of characterization through the mundane. Like, it's it's cool to be able to have characters, like, have relationships that aren't at the fever pitch intensity of, like, a Mass Effect game where it's like – Oh, so we're coworkers on a mission to save humanity. <laughs> I, now, right. I, I've for years just wanted like CSEC, Mass Effect CSEC procedure. Yeah. Like you work oh, Garrus's yeah. original job as space cop on the Citadel, and now I really want that mm. with like like yeah, you work night shift, and in the day you spend your time however you want, or the vice versa. And that's just like persona style. You go to watch the vids, right? Like know? with with what you hang out with people, right? Like, yeah. Hmm, now I want You're that really game. Nice. I'm I'm sad. Heavy rain. Oh, did, did there was some stuff there. Some really yeah. cool stuff with the mundane and yeah. sort of grief as well, like yeah. with your with your son. That stuff in the son in the very beginning of like picking him up from school. Yeah. And you're and trying like, to have that relationship with him. Like, hey, it's, yeah, it's just really us. good. Hanging, hanging out, out, single dad. Like, Do your homework. Fucking been there. Here's your teddy bear. Yeah. No, I'm not the single dad in this scenario. <laughs> I'm, my parents divorced. I yeah. spent a lot of time at my dad, but yeah. Yeah. You've got plenty of time, Austin, to screw to up. screw up. <laughs> wow. you got plenty of time. Jeez. And try to forge a relationship with a child who That's can't stand true. And to Jason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Press X to Jason. No, so, yeah. <laughs> like, I watched, uh, I played that sequence uh, with, with a friend of mine who had gone through stuff like that in the not-too-distant past. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was interesting. Like, those scenes really resonated. Um, and it's unfortunate. Like, the best parts in that game are, I think, those yes. sort of relatable human moments. And then the problem... The problem comes when all those mechanics then turn into, all right, now you need to play Simon Says in this electrical field. <laughs> right. And if you don't do it perfectly, yeah. you'll die. And I much prefer the version where it's like, I need to find the right gesture to about, engage with this human. I yeah. forgot about the electrical field stuff. Oh, yeah. Good. Well, and that's oh, yeah. the problem with, like, the, you know, games feel this, like, oh, uh, this need to have interactivity over and over and over again. And so I think what often when you see the, the mundane invoked, then there's this tendency where, like, well, we got to give the player something to do. And mm-hmm. so uh, sometimes you get that you see designers over designing for the mundane when it's better just left to be simple. And, like, I, I actually thought Uncharted 4 did some really great work where, like, early on when uh, Nathan Drake's at home and, like, they're just hanging out in their beach house and, you know, they you play Crash Bandicoot. Like, it's a re- like they do all <laughs> this really neat stuff. Like, a stat, like, I didn't particularly like that game, but that was probably my favorite part of that game where, like, the, the seeing the, like, Naughty Dog, like, approach to fidelity, like, get, like yeah. using that in a moment like that was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know how you build a whole game that, like, does just this. That. But yeah. holy shit, would I play a game that had that touch 
and and that amount of attention to detail um, that they put into that like you know twenty minute sequence. Totally. Lots of people in the chat have a lot of great examples from smaller games also, like Stardew Valley, any of the like Harvest Moon, like all of that genre of farming simulator, the Atelier games, which are really interested in just like running a shop and crafting things. Like there are lots of games that are not these big budget things. And I'm curious what the – I'm curious why we make that divide. Obviously, we're doing because the question asker did. Because in their mind, they're thinking like Yakuza, Persona, yeah, and then and then this. Uh, like, what are the the Western examples of it? Um, but I am like, there is something special about the trip. Not special, but there is something. There is. It might have to just do with that fidelity, right? Of just of just. I haven't seen it rendered like this before. Right. I've played lots of games in the Harvest Moon vein, right? I've I really love Fantasy Life, which is a game that does the opposite thing, which is like it makes being a warrior feel like, oh yeah, I'm just I'm in the Warriors Guild, this is my job. I go out, I fight dragons, but really I'm just a member of this community and like I just take part in this in this group. Oh, I'm a mage, but really what that means is like going through all the tasks that make me a better wizard or whatever, not necessarily like going off on a huge life, you know, changing quest or whatever. Um, so I I do like that stuff in these smaller games, but there is this just maybe just scratching a different itch or like fulfilling this other fantasy when it happens in these big games. Where like I've told you my favorite mod for Skyrim is the one there's two of them. I always yeah. use them in conjunction. It's like you are not the dragonborn and like you are just a person in this world. And there are a bunch of different like it's like alternate start mod or something where it's like, oh, you were a, a trader, you just arrived in town with a bunch of stuff to sell. You were a trader and your your uh, caravan got attacked and you're the only one left alive. You are uh, a hunter and you start in the woods. And like, oh wow, like what how do I occupy that space in my head? And like maybe I'll eventually start going off to do quests, but I'll never do the main quest. And that like for me is that just like weird like contemporary angst of modern life? I want to escape into a different version of the mundane life. <laughs> There's a relatability yeah. to it, I yeah. think. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to go be the dragon slayer hero whatever. It's I could be in a fantasy world where the stakes are low Lower. and I can chill here, but this feels like a real activity to me. Like living this life, being a community member, that sort of thing feels like there's a realness that your brain can kind of hook onto without it being like a overblown kind of fantasy that sometimes you're not in the right mindset for or the right mood right. for. I think for me, some of it's part of the fantasy of like wanting to live in that world yeah. is you actually want to do some of the living in that world stuff not yeah. the going yeah. adventuring but yeah. like there's this one twitter account you probably know what it is i'm not i'm not going to get it it's like 2d pixel art like landscapes of like sci-fi settings mm. and there was one that like just i sort of st- ended up staring at for like 10 minutes which is like a coffee shop and like a cyberpunk dystopia oh my God. of like mass right. surveillance and like of course it's like raining outside yeah, yeah, neon yeah. lights and all that but inside the foreground is just people chatting and like sipping coffee right. while the world unfolds outside right. and I think that's what makes those worlds feel real to an yeah. extent is those like like relatable interactions yeah. there's re- relatable spaces and very few games ever let you do that it's always like go to the castle and talk to the lord and then right. you'll kill the dragon near the castle and it's like what if i just want to hang out in, in this the castle? what if i want to get coffee with that dragon yeah, right you know right. and chill and talk about you know oh god this hey, king Danielle, is killing right. me how's the horde yeah how's your horde doing you <laughs> yeah. know right like, i would love that this i would i would be so i mean so this speaks to like patrick you just finished zelda right uh, some of my favorite bits in that are those moments like 
I, I kind of wrote a lot about this already when it's like, oh, you crest the hill and you see one of the villages for the first time. And yeah. it's like, wow, like, oh, wow, like people are just living their lives here. But my favorite quest ended up being a quest series that Mike Diver wrote about for Terrytown. us. Terrytown. Terrytown, which I won't give into the specifics because, like, I want people to be able to find it themselves. Did you do the Terrytown No, stuff? it's on my, like, essentially, oh. like, over this this weekend I had to just say, okay, I need to finish yeah, Zelda. Yeah, yeah. And then I, there's all this, like, I didn't do... Whatever that island is that everyone always talks oh, about. Go do I did it, and it, it didn't live up to the hype to me. Uh, you, well, you, you did it way too late. I told you this. No, I... You did it way too late. I just kept... If you go in there with more than five hearts, it's just not the same thing. I just... I, I did it, and I did the whole thing, and it was fun, and I was excited, and then I died by a lightning strike, and I got very pissed off. Well, you shouldn't have used a metal weapon. I wasn't... <laughs> it, I was moving the thing to the Yeah, it's made object. of metal. Yeah, I guess. Even Tide Island mm-hmm. is fine. That's really good. Uh, anyway, uh, like they're, anyway. they're putting out an expansion to that <laughs> game later this year. And so I want a reason to have like a bunch of stuff to go do in that game. Like I, I didn't feel a need to like exhaust it right now. Right, so I have right. a list of things I want to go back and do. Um, oh, you know, I did 60 man. Shrines. Like, you know, I was well prepared. I've seen a lot yeah. of that world. But there's all this side stuff I didn't really dig into. And so whenever that expansion hits later this year, that'll be like a good chance to go back and like Put another thirty hours into the into into that game. Yeah, so I, I won't give away the specifics of Terrytown, but it's a reason to return to a certain to a single place yeah. that really you you. I know what it is. Yeah, I found it. Like yeah. I, I have the side right. quest set up. I just haven't. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm trying not to spoil it for the listeners. Yeah. Where like you, you'll find that place and you just come back to it and it changes over time and you just end up feeling really close to it. Yeah. And you're not you aren't sitting in a coffee shop chatting about things. I wish that Zelda had that in there too. Though there are feeling every now and then you do get a quest that does feel like that in a single yeah. community that's just like oh yeah like I it's the rare time when like getting them twelve bananas like doing the boring fetch quest feels like participation. They really they needed to make banana cake. Right. You know. Sometimes right. they need to make a well, no, yeah, So there was one specific thing where it was like a mom and her kid, and she was like, I really want to make – the kid really wants paella, and yeah. we don't have the flour we need. Can you go pick up some flour? Like, yeah, I'll pick up some flour. Yeah, just hang out here for a second. I'll go get you some flour. there's only like five of those in the entire game. Right. Out of 500 things the, you can there's do. There's like so. such warmth, and it does feel yeah. like you are really there. It's like almost an inversion of The Witcher, and this is not a bad thing, but like The Witcher has just like – this deeply professional context for everything you're yes. doing. Like, I'm here to fucking do my job. You're going to pay me money. I'm going to do a valuable service for the community as an outsider. I'm going to come in, set things right, and leave. And with Link in Zelda, it feels like I'm going to come in, set things right. Eh, I'll stick around for a little. I'll do some. I'll do some fishing. I'll, I'll you know, I'll yeah. hang out just until it's nighttime because you have this cool bonfire. Okay. However. Uh-huh. Let me tell you about some things that happen in The Witcher that I think do humanize. Totally. Like, no, yeah, that was going to be my next point was that The yeah, Witcher does a it lot totally of what we're does. talking it about. It absolutely <laughs> does. So just, just two things. One, actually I think Gwent actually ends up helping oh, a lot. Oh, totally. Which is that everyone's like, so we've got some time to kill here. Yeah. Like, I love, there's yeah. this mission where you're going out on an ambush <laughs> with your crew. And, like, it's this high-stakes thing, but you get there, it's an ambush. Right. You're set up hours before you're the You're staking it out. Yeah. What are you going to yeah. do? So everyone's like, you know, we got time. And everyone's like, hell yeah, we do. Which is it, does it interrupt your game of Gwent? Because that's what I want it to do. I want. You I think to, you do. Uh, no, I think the game finishes yeah. and then you're immediately in the combat. I want it to just be like in the middle of the game of Gwent. You hear you hear horseshoes on the ground. You're like, oh, we gotta go, yeah. buddy. Flip the and table the and run. Guy, yeah. The other players like, yeah, you go do it. Cheats. Yeah. yeah or like, take uh, the money. <laughs> we'll come back nice. to it. We'll come back to it. Just yeah. leave the board set up. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, but the other thing is like, there's this point. That, so one of the dudes, the big 
bald guy who's the crime lord but used to be a spy a spy yeah. master for Radovid. Yeah. There's this exchange there's a couple exchanges that him and Geralt have where he's basically like, So what's with you being a crime lord now? Yeah, You're that's a spy good. master. And they end up just having this weird professional like, look, you just it's a gig. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the other thing we're both weird. we both know what this is like. Yeah. You broke my fucking leg or whatever. Yeah. Or arm, I forget which it was. <laughs> and now I'm in this business. Like we're just things happen. Yeah, and like it's stuff like that where it's like, okay, these guys still exist at this rarefied level of like these are kind of the prime movers of this era. But at the same time they also are two guys who've like been in adjacent lines of work this weird like professional courtesy, which which I love. Totally. Well even yeah. for me the, the one of the key attractions for The Witcher has always just been the notion of preparation before you go to fight something, Definitely. which which has that feeling of the mundanity of everyday life, of just like, all right, like this is his job. It it is not. I draw a sword and fight a thing. It's like okay, let me look at my book. Okay, right. I need to use necrophage oil. Okay, these are the bombs that work. And that to me is part of the fantasy of the everyday in The Witcher. Is that totally. even going to fight a, a dragon is just a thing he does that is part of his That's job. That's every day. Right. Yeah. And, and it's treated like that. And in fact, like my favorite conflict in that world has always been um, like well, not always, but in, in The Witcher 3 specifically, the rise of professional witch hunters yeah. who like have have like if you talk to academics who study this stuff and scholars and historians and stuff they talk about the professionalization of certain like industries like where you go from it being like as an odd job guy or like someone who knows yeah. like the kind of like local ways to like oh this plant and this plant we'll, we'll put this as an apothecary who like makes a, a salve to, to like no 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 you go to school you become a doctor you're a pharmacist. Right. You're not just like someone who knows what plants make you feel better. We do this the right way. And that movement happening in The Witcher from like, oh, no, there are these weird people who live in a castle somewhere far away <laughs> that like drink weird mutant blood or some <laughs> bullshit. No. Go to school. Go to church. Oh, carry man. these weapons. I love that stuff yeah. so much. Did you The Witcher 1? Yeah. Okay. Like, I didn't finish it, but I played There's this exchange with like the, the royal uh, woodsman or mm-hmm. monster hunter where – that guy gets a different bounty than Geralt does for oh. killing monsters. And so he's like, I'll give you a share of the bounty. Right. And Geralt's like, well, how much are you getting paid? And he's like, 60 gold pieces or whatever. And, he's, and Geralt's like, but you're offering me 25 to go kill this thing for yeah. you. And the guy just looks at you and he's like, honest wages for honest work. Right. Oh. And it's kind of this, this fuck you moment. Yeah. And Geralt... I got my master's degree. <laughs> right. I barely finished high school. Whatever. Right. And yeah, Geralt just sort of, of mutters. He's like, you know, we live in this age of miracles. Like, cities are growing. Like, the, he basically comments, like, things are getting professionalized. They are getting, like, not quite industrialized, but, like, you're yeah. definitely starting to see, like, what the economy is starting to ramp up to, toward, like, a more bourgeois, like, bourgeoisie, mm-hmm. like, merchant economy. And Geralt's aware of it. He's acutely aware of it. Yeah. And people like him are not ever going to be allowed to participate in it. Right. And right. He's yeah. never going to be – which is another uh, – we just talked about The Witcher 3 all day. But like, yeah, we could. <laughs> the fact that like Triss and Dandelion wind up in the big city and like, oh, yeah, Dandelion starts a bar. Like that's what he goes off to do. Obviously, he's still involved in the big mystery shit. But like, no, like he's kind of sort of settling down a little bit. Is kind of interesting. Like this move from rural, like you know, uh, almost like Don Quixote style adventurers to like, well, we gotta we gotta live in modern times now. Gotta buddy. pay the bills. Gotta pay the you bills. Know. Like, and there are bills to be paid that you can't pay necessarily by walking into a town and being like, what sort of weird witch hag do you got? Yeah. <laughs> 
What's, what do you got? You got a noon Where's wraith? Your water hag? What's her, yeah, he's got a water hag or a noon wraith? Which one is? Uh, it's, a, it's a water noon hag. Got it. Oh, yep. good. Those are the worst. Oh, I got to do a double. Oh, buddy, you got abducted children back here. Yeah. You know you got this you going got, on? You guys know all your children are gone? Why is no one talking about the missing children? <laughs> your husband's a werewolf. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Hate you to break it, it to you, lady. Yeah. But, uh, this witcher has adopted a very weird up. accent. <laughs> It's Did me. you know Geralt is from Brooklyn? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a New York witcher. The New York witcher. What you got? You got alligators in your sores? Take care of them. No problem. <laughs> I'm what not sure the wear? New York witcher is actually is going wear? out and slaying anything. He sounds like he maybe just complains a lot. I got a guy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yo, Bill, go in the sores. <laughs> He's got a pipe. He's got a pipe. Get yeah, rid of those worry. alligators. Don't worry. That pipe takes care of everything. Here's the secret. If he eats Bill, the alligators go away. They ate a good meal. I, I get to collect the bounty anyway. Everybody's Forget happy. Except for that guy, but whatever. Yeah. Screw Wait, him. why do I need like, why do I need six of you guys? Only one of you is doing the work. <laughs> yeah, it's union dues. You know. <laughs> no, no. I'm supervising. Yeah, if something goes wrong for Bill, <laughs> Tony and Rico are going <laughs> down there to help him out. <laughs> It's a whole system. Yeah. This is the way it has. The, the city says, the bureau says, you got to do it this way. And, and Stan's there to make sure we don't hurt any other monsters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Only Stan has the license to carry a silver sword. Yeah. So when he gets down there, no one's looking, gives it to Bill. <laughs> Bill's better with it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a little expertise. Sometimes you got to Not so delegate. good with the books, our Bill. <laughs> Not so good. That's why I'm here. I'm good with the books, if you know what I mean. Yeah? 60 gold turns into 600 real quick. <laughs> Shout-outs to Brooklyn Witcher. Waypoint Witcher. Waypoint Witcher Wednesday. Williamsburg Witches. The Williamsburg Witches. There you go. All right. I think that's going to do it for us this week. <laughs> I guess it does, yes. And, and now we have a softball team now. Yeah, we do. So. Of course, finally. Williamsburg Witches. Williamsburg Witches. Yeah. Thanks to, to Patrick for joining us. Where can people find you on the internet, Patrick? Find me at Patrick Klepik. Rob, thanks for coming to, to New York and doing one of these live with us. Thanks for giving, giving me part of a desk. Well, you can't promise it'll still be there. <laughs> All three of our chairs could be gone by now. Yeah, it's hard to say. They probably are, to be honest. Even though we put signs on them that we personalized with illustrations. Your sign was very polite in a way that was never going to keep anyone I know. Away. I'm too nice. <laughs> like, was, it, was it polite in a way that would kind of make people want to yes. take it? Ooh. It said, don't take my chair, please. Slam you into a locker. Like, that's it. Yeah. Take your chair. That's what it is. Slap your books out of that's your hands. That's what it is. And then I take them down into a chokehold and knock right. them out. And, and that's my chair. That's my chair. I tried being polite. <laughs> I'm Danielle. I tried both ways. Right. You know? Dr. Payne love. So that's what I'm hearing is. is we need to go start getting wedgies out there. That's right. All right. Where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> uh, they can find me at Rob Zachney. Nice. And you. At Danielle R.I. Danielle R.I. Rhode Island. Riendo. Riendo, Rhode Island. Anything. Shout outs as always to, to Dylan and to Tim who, who make this work on Twitch and on the podcast. Uh, you know what? Go to the, if you listen to this on the, on the podcast situation, go give us a review. It's been a while since I've made that call. I'd really yeah. appreciate it. It helps. It, it helps guide people's ears and eyes to us if, if that's a thing you're interested in helping with, which you yeah. should because we do all right. We do a good fucking job, actually. We do all right. I'm going to say we do. <laughs> oh, we do a good fucking we job do all here. all right over here. You know. There are other competitors. You want to go to the Witch Hunters, you can go to the Witch Hunters. You want to pay out, pay out your ass. Yeah, fine. <laughs> fine. You want to pay half that. Come to me. Come to us. I get it done. Yeah. I can build one of those. Look, I, th- I feel like the New York Witcher might be able to help you with your, your uh, seat situation. You're right. Yeah. You can pay the New York Witcher to get us a seat. A magical seat. Um, whatever sort of seat it you want. It never goes away, no matter what. Perfect. 
Uh, you can find me at Austin underscore Walker. You can find Tim Barnes, our producer at Tim Barnes four five one on Twitter. Uh, you can listen to the song "Miss You," which is our theme song, at Waypoint Z. That's Z O N N E N. Waypoint.zoen slash Bowen. That's not it. It's not Zoen. That's what fucked me up. Waypoint.zoen slash B O E N. Shout out to Bowen for letting us use that track. Uh, what else do we got going on this week? We're going to have to do something with you, Rob, while you're in town. We're going to try to do a stream. I'd like to do a Stellaris stream. We've been talking about it. You definitely do that if we can find the time to. You're going to shoot some Guide to Games videos while yeah. you're in town. I'm excited gotcha. about that. Patrick, you need to come out and we should do that the next time you're here, too. Okay. All right. Start thinking about I games you want to talk about. Okay. Spelunky. <laughs> <laughs> it's just six Spelunky videos. I'm six. back to talk about Spelunky again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. We'll catch you on Wednesday for some streams and then Friday again for the next episode of Waypoint Radio. Peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.